So we are live. Bobby, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, hey, Nate. You playing a little pool tonight? Yeah, I'm actually in the middle of the pool right now. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad we had to have a conversation. Uh, it's been a weird day for pool. Well, it's kind of been a weird year. Uh, I've been playing pool my whole life, and I can tell you it's the strangest year I've ever seen. It, it sure is something, isn't it? It's uh, a lot of goods. Uh, this is kind of a weird thing, but um, <laughs> I guess um, why don't we get just jumping right in? I, I guess we're bringing you on because you had the uh, the private room that Jason actually ran his 714, uh, 669, whatever it is. We'll, we'll, we'll get into yeah. that in a little bit. Well, why yeah. don't you uh, why don't you take us through a little bit more about who you actually are and what you do in the industry that got you to the point where uh, Jason was playing out of your, yeah, your private club? I'd like to. Yeah, I guess I can just tell you how we got started here. I've been wanting to put something together for about 20 years and uh, with something with high ends and get something going. I have a big background of straight pools. Um, many friends I know with straight pool. I knew Willie Moscone. Uh, I knew Luther Rask, I'm probably the only guy that he ever had some time with uh, when I was a teenager. And uh, I wanted to get something done with a high run, uh, doing high runs. And it really kept a vision until a good friend of mine had opened an academy called Streetlights Clears Academy in Virginia. And I wanted to do something for years. Uh, Mark Griffin, I spoke to him six, seven years ago about this, about wanting to do something, and, uh, and he wanted involved. Um, he ended up adding to some prize money. That's it. And I pretty much did everything else. Um, and he awarded Jason ten thousand on top of what uh, I also gave Jason for for his uh, for his record that he ran. And we just wanted to uh, get something going, let people know that uh, this was an idea that was that was going to be done a long time ago, many, many, many years ago. Uh, I had wanted to do this, and me and Mark Griffin had talked about doing something. So there was nothing in particular that started me to do this. Just want to let you know that. And um, and that being said, uh, can you still hear me, Nate? Yeah, no problem. I'm just trying to mute myself so that everybody that you get the, the proper floor. I've got the <laughs> and I know you are. So I just yeah, wanted so to everybody, that um, not many people have tried to break Moscone's record. I've interviewed all the pros, all the pros out there that I can think of, and I only know two people that have ever tried to break Moscone's record before I started my event, and that was John Schmidt and Earl Strickland. Not hundreds of people or anything, just a few people. And to be honest, because there really wasn't no incentive, unless it was ego-driven or money-driven. Uh, and on my end, uh, it, maybe it was money-driven to, to try to get players to go. And we're going to have some women in, in some challenge matches, some other things here um, to help promote uh, straight pools. So anything that's happening right now is all good. Uh, so I'm really happy to see what's going on. So for anybody that's tuning in and watching, I'm actually playing in the middle of a pool tournament today because this is this is news that was not supposed to be dropped today. We were not supposed to be doing this podcast, were we, Bobby? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it just kind of all happened so fast. I just want to make sure I tell everybody uh, the exact process of everything that happened, um, uh, you know, with the run of what happened uh, all the way down to uh, the BCA and how this uh, yeah, so, so, I, so uh, last year, uh, putting in um, some, some stuff together, uh, we had a gold crown three that we set up, uh, or that was set up, 
So all that we did uh, on empty is just remove the facing, put some new facings on it. The BCA has gone through everything they can do to discredit Jason's runs, to, uh, to not certify it or make it as hard as they could. So even in the printing that they have, and I have a copy of the email, there was no modifications done to any of the slate lips. It wasn't sand or anything. The pocket angles, the table was 100% legit. It had 760 Simonis cloth on it. Uh, and being brand new cloth, the the cloth definitely, and, in, in, you know, the ball's coming right out of the box and polished. Uh, it definitely made for an easier table, but harder to control the cue ball whenever the cloth is that slick. Um, we had that table uh, recovered on the 16th. Uh, on the 17th, uh, I played on it on the 17th, and I ran 282 on the table um, and had to quit because I was busy and had phone calls that didn't stop. I stopped right at the beginning uh, of a rack. Uh, so I ran 282 on the 17th. Jason comes in uh, and just tears it apart. Uh, it's the same table. Nothing was done different than uh, what was Shane or Earl or Ruslan played on. The only difference was the cloth wasn't two months old when Jason came in. It was brand new. Uh, but no, nothing was else was done to the table. Um, you know, so the table was uh, not modified at all. And the BCA has gone through everything you can imagine to what they can to um, to try to discredit the, the run. I will want to say a thanks to Ivan Lee. Ivan Lee is first class. He's a nice guy. Uh, and I'm glad in, in, uh, for all he does to sponsor pool without him. Uh, it's sort of like, you know, with Diamond and Rassen tables without them, we wouldn't really have pool right now. Um, so all the people that are out there to do everything for pool, I just want to say thank you. And, and thank you to you too, Nate, for, for, uh, keeping it real and keeping the truth out there. So, sure. um, so let's actually get jumped into like the reason why we're talking today. Uh, so there was an announcement today made, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was made on, uh, AZ Billiards, which is kind of weird to make a public announcement there, but okay, whatever, uh, that Jason Shaw 714 is no longer valid for, uh, all ball foul and it is now going to be a 669 for the all-ball foul run, and the well, non-all-ball foul run is going to be 714. That's correct? Yes, no, it, that's not actually correct. Nothing's not invalid. Uh, the BCA, uh, I believe the president, has said uh, the run is still 714. If you look on the BCA website in a WBCA-pool and also WPA-pool under Rule, 20, Rule and Regulation 21, it clearly states on, in there, Cue ball fouls only, uh, especially when a referee's not, um, you know, uh, right there for any reason, for referees not present. So everything, they admit that everything falls under Rule 21, but they feel because this is so prestigious of such a big thing, one of the biggest records in, in, our, in our sport, that they feel they want to go to WPA tournament rules instead of going by their guidelines that's printed on their website. So Jason actually has a 714 run and a 669 run so there's actually two runs here uh that are out there so so officially by tournament rules 669 by the bca and wpa uh rules and guideline rule 21 if y'all spend some time to look it up you'll see cue ball fouls only so he has a 714 the bca has said that we can say 714 they do not object to it and they don't deny it you can even see in the press release that they just whipped up um, that they say he did run 714. Be honest with you, I was kind of glad the run stopped at some point. Uh, I was very tired at 51 racks. I was I wasn't saying go ahead and miss Jason, but enough's enough. You know what I mean? The point was, <laughs> the point it, was it was late, right? 
well, it was like almost nine in the morning. And point proven was um, that I had said that nobody has ever tried to beat my Sony's record but two people. That's John Smith and Will Strickland. You know, there's going to be deflectors of that. I know more about pool history than just about anybody. And I can tell you I've interviewed everybody, even all the way down to, to Wimpy Lasseter's nephew. Uh, I've interviewed, uh, I've talked to Siegel, Varner, Hopkins, everybody. Nobody's ever tried to break Moscone's record because there, there was no purpose in it. And and by the way, Moscone's record wasn't 526. Willie had told me he broke 600 three to four times, knowingly also a 609 for sure, but he never counted it because he felt that uh, he, if he didn't have an opponent, it didn't count. So that's the way that Willie always looked at it. One of the last times I saw Willie was in like, 88 or 89 in, in Nashville, Tennessee, and we had talked about that. So um, so from there, um, I guess where we're at is uh, Jason, ha- Jason has two records now instead of one, uh, which that's, that's interesting. We're not upset about that at all. The thing, the only thing, there's a few things that, uh, that are a little bit weird, uh, I wouldn't say upsetting, but um, I had got uh, written, uh, like a written write-up uh, from uh, the BCA, um, and they would write something up and then it let me know to make sure the spelling and everything else was correct. And then it got changed and then it got changed again. Basically, uh, it's not Ivan Lee. There's another guy at the BCA. Uh, he's in the goalpost business. Uh, I don't know if you know what that means, but, uh, y'all out there, but he moves the goalposts and that's basically what it is. Every time that there's something that gets done and, and it's clear uh, because I've done nothing but comply with the BCA from the very start. Uh, this guy with, with the BCA keeps moving the goalposts and everything keeps changing. So let's start out from the beginning. I was told when I first asked this representative from the BCA uh, about cue ball fouls and all ball fouls, um, he couldn't answer me. He just said, uh, just make sure you have a video and some witnesses and that would be it. Because he admitted to me that, he didn't play pool. He's a hot tub salesman. So he really didn't know much about pool. Uh, this is the same guy that certified John's room. Uh, so in either case, so I complied with everything and I was told right after, right after Jason broke the record, uh, which was an amazing record with John did 626 balls is phenomenal. When Jason runs seven fourteen, he ended up, uh, he told me, he says, all you got to do is just have, have two reputable people look at the video. And I asked him if these people were sufficient. He says, yes. So I drove from Washington, D.C. to Indiana to the Derby City. And I had two very reputable people, an eight-time world champion, Nick Varner, uh, saw the video in a private viewing, and I never interrupted him the whole time. He kept ball count and also looked for fouls. And then um, upstate Al Alione, um and had him look through it. And they both signed off on it. They both signed an affidavit of forgery. Uh, there was no foul scene. I want to make sure I make something clear, too. We have sold over 1,400 videos. So we probably have 5,000-plus people that have seen this video. Nobody has seen this foul. When I went to Denver and I was going to go there, the BCA representative that was handling this had told me he wanted to see the video for himself. Up, Upstate Al and Nick Varner were no longer good enough, even though they signed alpha and everything. So the goalposts moved for the first time. 
The next thing that happened, Nate, was we went to, or I went to Denver at the Westin Hotel. If y'all know where that's at, it's connected to the airport. I got an executive suite. Uh, not that money was an object, but 900 bucks for that night. And there was a 70 inch TV in this executive office suite. And there were six hand selected committee members, not five. There were six. They got that wrong. That was done by this BCA representative, unless he's not counting himself as a committee member. And the day before I got there, this BCA representative, I told him, I, and he got a hold of me, and I said, look, I'll be there tomorrow. I gave him a time. He said, that meeting at, at 12 o'clock is fine. I've got a meeting at 11 o'clock with some people at the same hotel. I'm like, oh, that's pretty coincidental. Oh, that's cool. Okay, well, when you're done with that, the agreement that we have would be that you're going to see the video, nobody else. It's only two hours and 39 minutes. Jason's shot lightning speed. This was remarkable what he did. Uh, and um, so then he comes back and tells me, he says, no, I have um, I have four more people that are going to look at it. And I said, well, that's not our agreement. But if that's what you need, fine. He says, well, if you don't agree to it, then you can just are we allowed to say uh, are we PG-13 here? No, you can say whatever you like. Bobby, if you don't like it, you don't have to fucking fly to Colorado. And I don't have to fucking uh, review this video. I thought that was completely out of line. I never cussed at the guy or nothing. I just, I complied with every way, each way that I could. And don't get me wrong, I'm not upset. I mean, it's certified and all that. It's just that uh, I'm a real stickler for rules and regulations and things being done proper. So, Nate, from that point, I guess where we're at is um, before the video started, uh, I was explaining that this is a committee that will make rulings on all high runs from here out. They'll make rulings on everything right there on the spot. And whatever they say at this meeting, it goes. They are the official committee and they will make future um, guidelines concerning uh, the, the runs. So at that point, it's not that I'm cornered. I'm just going to agree with whatever he says. So I get there and he has another person show up. So now there's six people. Two of these people are video technicians. They have production companies. Um, another one is a straight pool expert, two straight pool experts. Another guy, uh, I really don't want to mention names, um, but it'll come out, but I'll let it come out elsewhere. Um, and then, uh, and then the representative himself. So, they want to make sure there's no ball fouls or anything like that, even though the rules, they had told me the rules are cue ball fouls only. So the 45th ball in, it appears uh, that a ball may have been touched. Um, now, I've had this reviewed by several video experts, including everybody, all the video guys at my place. And uh, they think it's either to autofocus on the camera or with Jason pressing down on the cloth, the ball appears to move. So his stick, uh, he's shooting from the left side of the table. His stick goes backwards to the left, and the ball appears to move to the right. So, you know, obviously, there's no way that can happen that goes the opposite way if the same stick is what caused the ball. So I if, you're, if you're okay with me jumping in here, Bobby, yeah. if you don't mind, because uh, yeah. I actually have seen this, this uh, the tapping of the three ball, and I watched it probably – I feel like I watched it 15 times and I said nine ball. Can't. It was a nine ball. Yeah. Oh yeah. So sorry. The nine ball. Um, and I still can't tell as to whether or not it moved. 
I'm not convinced yeah. it moved, but I'm also not convinced it didn't move. So it, it's, Correct. it's really, it's really, really, really tough. It's, it's a very nuanced thing. That's it's tough, but I just want well, to. Yeah, my- I hired, beside my technicians, my t- IT guys that are great. I actually hired some people that do this for a living. People, I hired a guy that makes millions of dollars uh, to look at this video. He came back and said it's inconclusive. He cannot see something actually moving the ball. Now, if you look, if anybody has the video, you'll see that the scoreboard actually was blinking because the autofocus was out, um, was on actually. And the reason for that, all my IT guys have gone to sleep because at six o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning, they were done for the night. We didn't think a record was going to be broken. We just wanted to make sure it was recorded. So what it boils down to at that point was um, it's inconclusive, but this representative with the BCA really had it out to discredit Jason's run. Um, and it's only 45 balls. Okay. It's not a big deal. I'm going to tell you why it's not a big deal. Cause Jason's coming right back to beat it. I have him scheduled to get already, but he's coming real soon. Now he just messaged me several times from the, from the UK. Uh, so look for him here in the next, um, well, let's see uh, next week. Not this week, but the week after, maybe. Uh, it's a possibility. I'm not sure, but uh, that's what he's saying. He wants to be right in, get right in the box again. He actually feels that he played bad when he runs 714, Nate. You know, you know, Jason. Yeah, he's, a, he's a funny, honest guy. So let's yeah. get back to uh, the BCA representative who's in the goalpost moving business. So the goalpost moved again. That committee that was in Denver at the Western Hotel was supposed to be the people that was the final say in everything. Their final say, they all raised their hands and took a vote. The run stands at 714. It's going to be certified at 714. They explained the new guidelines and rules that they wanted to see, which I'll get in and explain those to you all also. Um, And then, uh, so they took a vote. um, And the vote was unanimous. That unanimous was meaning it was six to nothing. Forget my vote. They all voted that. 714 stands, cue ball fouls only. Uh, they can't prove that the ball moved, but it appeared to move. So they they just said, this is it. It's 714. This representative from the BCA who's in the goalpost moving business, Mr. Goalpost, that's his new name. So Mr. Goalpost, Mr. Goalpost. Uh, says to me, he says, he shakes my hand. Everybody thanked me. They thought it was the greatest thing in the world to see this video. And uh, at that point, um, everybody thanked me. Uh, he says, you're going to have the certification emailed to you in 24 to 48 hours. Congratulations. And I said, well, congratulate Jason. I'm not the one who ran these balls. It's Jason. It's like people are being mad at me for for Jason breaking a record. Well, I just ran the event. Jason's the one who should get all the credit. And he's not, you know, he's got enough credit. We've been on Fox. We've been on NBC. Sports Illustrated is getting ready to interview us. Um, and, uh, we just did a thing for 60 minutes, actually two different things. Um, and now we're on queue it up. I mean, what better does it get? <laughs> so, um, so from there, I guess where we're at, I've had an email back and forth with, um, with, uh, Ivan Lee, the president of the BCA, fantastic person. Uh, and I guess he's just in a bad position here because his BCA rep really had a, had a hard on for making it very difficult, which it's never been difficult for anything. Uh, so we went through one. Co- to the, so my original thing is I have two people that try to affidavit. 
I mean, in Indiana. Uh, then it was it, re, it was reviewed in in Colorado, so that that was done at that point. So I've complied both times here, even though they the goalpost got Mr. Goalpost moved them again. So then the next thing is um, now they put together another committee of five people, consisting of um, one guy in a video business, uh, two Hall of Famers, uh, and a referee. Uh, so at that point, they take a vote. The vote is the vote. They said uh, it was four people voted one way and one the other way, and the and the, the votes were for. They feel it should be implied as tournament rules. So now we have the score is seven to four. Seven people have voted for cue ball fouls only. Four people have voted for all ball fouls. So from there, uh, I guess guys, I guess it was um, that wasn't good enough. So then they have what's called a BCA Players Committee, and I don't even know who the hell is on this. Uh, so then they decided to take it to that because there just weren't enough people. And I guess they squeezed it out by one. I guess it ended up being like eight to seven uh, where they want to go ahead and go under tournament rules. And we're not upset about that at all. We're just upset because the goalposts kept moving all the time. Uh, and that's what's really happened. Um, the BCA has gone out of their way to um, – I'm sorry, the BCA rep, not Ivan. I want to make sure I get that clear. Ivan was a complete gentleman. Uh, to really make this very hard. Uh, but there is no questions about the table. I want to make sure I get that clear. Uh, in the email that I got, uh, this BCA took, took this out. It was printed up by Ivan Lee. There was no modifications to the pocket angles. There was no modifications um, uh, to the slate. I have pictures of everything. Even with the cloth off, nothing was filed. Completely legitimate. People just got to understand, when you put 760 cloth on a pool table with polished balls, it will make the pockets looser. And it will be easier to pocket balls. The pockets were 4.9, side pockets 5.3. Uh, so there's where we're at. So all legit. Uh, so all the people that are saying, talking about this and that, the BCA has gone through all this. Uh, they try to discredit, believe me, this rep really went out of his way to make it very difficult. And that's what, what's been the holdup. I mean, nothing should take 120 days to certify. Well, that's, was, that was going to be my question. It should have been certified the next week. So let me ask you this question, because uh, as far as I as far as I'm concerned, you guys or as far as I hear anyways, you guys were as transparent as you could be. You allowed them to come see the video. You allowed them to review it. Why did it take 120 days? The BCA rep. It just was never enough. The, the Mr. Goalpost kept moving. You understand what I'm saying? It should have been taken care of. I was told it was going to be taken care of and everything was fine. Once I got the two affidavits from um, the production guy, Upstate Al, and Nick Varner. If anybody knows Nick Varner, you know, he's got to be like the most liked, honest professional out there. Him and Tony Robles, probably the two nicest guy in pool, you know, both yeah. just like completely gentlemen. And, uh, and they're not going to throw down or lie for any, either, either person. You know I mean? They're both some super honest. And, uh, um, so there's where I'm at. I mean, it doesn't get any better than Nick Varner. I mean, and, uh, Nick, uh, let you know, Nick was passing a kidney stone and he didn't want, he didn't even, when he, he, I gave him my room number at my hotel and he reviewed the video there. He didn't even want to go say hi to everybody. He had 73 years old. He had trouble walking. He was so excited because he was the first person to see this video. 
and he wanted to be the first person to see it, and he was. And he and he said it was the most amazing thing, Nate. He said it's the most amazing thing that he's ever seen. And then he also says, God, why does he bump so many balls when the when the break ball's in position? And I used to say that too. I would say, why does Jason keep bumping these balls? But I never coached Jason. I mean, before we started, I went through some stuff and I told him, you know, a few things about straight pool. He had never tried for high runs. Nobody has ever tried for high runs. That's what people got to understand. Um, Willie Moscone did it because he's getting paid by Brunswick. Which brings me to the next thing. I want to make sure I make something clear. How many times do you think Willie Moscone ran 100 or 125 or 150 balls and stopped? We did the stats. And you're going to be mind blown when you hear this. Can I guess? Go ahead. It's got to be more than 1,000. It's got to be. How many? 1,000. More than 1,000. 18 to 20,000. He was doing it twice a day for 15 years. Not forget tournaments. So do the math there, okay? 15 years. That's 12,000 right there. I asked Nick how many times that he's run 100, 125 and stopped. And he said thousands. I said, well, give me an idea, Nick, how many? He said maybe seven or 8,000 times. I've ran 100 balls. And I used to practice to run 100 every day, and I would quit. I'd make my break shot, make one more ball after seven balls, and quit. I'm probably between eight and 1,100 times myself. Forget about it. Then you got Hopkins, Lasseter. There's probably 50,000 runs out there that were unfinished, Nate. I want you all to know that. But see, nobody ever had an incentive uh, to try to keep going. Sure. You understand what I'm saying? Never. So let me if ask you, you this question. Then. Yeah. Uh, you're say, I mean, you, you keep coming back to this unsolicited. You're, nobody's had an incentive to do it, right? Uh, you, we're creating incentive to do this right now. And we, in fact, we even see John Schmitz going back and trying to run. Uh, today we saw that some stuff came out with uh, one of his runs where – it's possible he didn't rack the balls in the right spot. Um, I didn't exactly look back at it, but uh, there's some, I saw quite a bit of dust up on Facebook. You got him going back and doing it again. Jason said the first thing he's doing once he gets back is going over and trying it again. Uh, you're trying to get Earl in there again. You're trying to get uh, Ruslan in. I mean, how, how many people are you actually working with to try to get in there to try to break this record again? All right, well, let me get a few things clear here. I mean, I want to make, I'll go to the John Smith thing and everything at the end, but I will, I will touch sure. on that right now, okay? Um, I don't know what happened with John Schmidt until my phone blew up. Um, I had so many messages, it was unbelievable. I had pictures sent to me. The thing that's strange is that he was using a permarack, which is the same thing we were using, little the little clear stickers that are on the table, and using a ball rack. So what happened was the video clip that got sent to me, because I didn't watch it until it got sent to me, was he took a 12-ball when the rack was done and set it at the end of the rack to see if he was before the balls were even racked, the racker got to the table to see if he was blocked shooting an eight ball. You can see his expression. He was clearly blocked. So then he whispers over to the, over to the guy racking the balls, whatever he whispered. Next thing you know, they rack the balls high and you can only see the end of the table spot. And John has a shot on the eight ball. So I had, I had, some screenshots sent to me and some video clips from people I don't even know. I don't know why they come to me, but in either case, it, the, the balls were clearly racked high. And that's really not a good thing, which makes it look like 
there could be some other problems with some other things going on at other times that happen in runs too. But it doesn't really matter because uh, Jason, you know, has the BCA record. Does the BCA matter, to be honest with you? No. We don't feel so anyway, but we wanted to establish it through the BCA because it goes into into the rule books and stuff like that. People um, who listen to the podcast know I'm not a huge fan of BCA. So, uh, well, I, you know what? I gave them five hundred dollars a year for twenty years to be a part of the BCA. Uh, when I had my retail stores and when I sold out, then uh, you know I was done with them anyway. Um, if it, you know. But in either case, uh, we're going to establish some other things. We're going to hopefully get the ladies uh, in here. Uh, soon. Um, I've got a few lined up. Now, you had asked about um, Ruslan. I don't know if he will be back. I don't know what's going on with him. Um, I haven't spoke to him since December. Uh, Earl's welcome to come back. I, I haven't really talked too much about that, but he said he wants to come back. Um, I have con- Obviously, I've got um, conversation with Filler. Uh, now, I don't know where that stands out anymore because he's playing in Europe so much. Uh, Fedor, um, is a good friend of mine. He wanted to play. He said, Bobby, 700 is just too many. You know, I'm not really sure. So, um, but I think I'm going to be able to get him in here. Darren Appleton's going to participate. I, I got a long list of players uh, that are ready to go. Is Nate Mindham uh, on that list? What's that? Is Nate Mindham on that list of people you want to get in there? Nate, I can put you on the second. Actually, I, you're going to be on the third <laughs> tier. Okay. Third, yeah, all right. I'll take that. Okay, the first tier of players, in case everybody wants to know, I put together a committee uh, of, of, of things so that way, even if my finance is taking care of everything, so that way it's fa- it's not favoritism. So if three people vote one way and two the other way and I'm part of the two, that's the way it goes. Uh, and part of what we have, the very first thing was you have to have a world championship in order to participate on the first tier, the first tier of players at the Legend of Pocket Billiards. The next thing you have to do is have a positive attitude. Well, you know, we know I'm Earl not. is a little questionable there, but Earl handled himself so well, you would not believe it. He never cussed me. He cussed the table. He said there's no way anybody could ever run three or 400 balls in this table because it just wasn't easy. It wasn't. Um, and look at Shane, the best player that we have in America. He tried his heart out and ran 308. And let me tell you something, that's an amazing run. That table was not playing easy. When that cloth started be, get a little war after two months, and if you don't know, 760 wears out quicker than 862. Um, it wasn't easy. Shane struggled. Uh, Jason didn't struggle as much, first of all. He's an eagle eye. The guy see, can, can pocket a ball from a mile away. I mean, you know, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, Jason played, played great under the conditions. It's really hard to control the cue ball on brand-new cloth. And we had discussed that about shortening up his stroke and the three ball in pattern, which I showed him. And, and it really went well for him. He's a, he's really um, been excited the last few weeks to come back and play. And now after um, our conversation today uh, that we had uh, through Messenger, he's even more excited. He really wants to run a thousand. Eight hundred is not going to do it for him. What do you uh, think? Do you think, he can, do you think it's possible? No. I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's possible. Um, I, I think it's possible. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think anybody's ever going to run 700 again. Uh, and the reason being is, do I want it to happen? Sure. But the reason being is, um, let me tell you a little about the weather conditions also that we're here. We were in a snow and ice storm for three days here. It was very difficult to play. Uh, if this was in the middle of summer, um, 
things would have been a lot different. The whole place was packed full of people all the way till the morning. We probably had 25 people here. So when that happens, the table's playing real wet. So those conditions were not ideal. I think if Jason didn't scratch on uh, on that break shot at 714, he may still be shooting. <laughs> so that's that's why I think seven could be ran again. I, I do. Yeah, I, I, but I think it can be. I don't think it will be, but I'm rooting for him. Sure. I'd love to until see I, it. Yeah. Until I see Josh Filler try it, I'm not gonna I shouldn't say that a thousand is impossible until I actually see Joshua Filler actually try this because he hasn't yet. And he's just it's just thick. Well here's the this brings me back to the point when you talk about Josh Filler, okay? He's probably the number one player in the world right now. I mean, he's obviously proven he's won back-to-back events. He might even snap off this tournament here. And he's playing with the best players in the world. Here's a guy that plays on four and eighth inch pockets and runs 200 every day he practices and quits. When he gets to 200, he quits. I asked him, I said, how many times have you run 200? He says, tons. I said, he said, I do it every day when I practice. I said, well, how many days have you not done it? He says, what do you mean? I do it every day. I said, how many times have you not run 200, Josh? He says, you don't understand. I run it 200 every day and I quit. So how many runs would Josh Filler have? Five, six, seven, maybe 800 if he would have kept playing. This is what which I keep trying to tell everybody. But see, people got to understand something. Nobody has ever tried to break Moscone's record but two people, John Schmidt and Earl Strickland. If it's anybody else, prove it to me. That's why that record was 65 years because, honestly, nobody gave a shit, to be honest with you. And Moscow, again, Moscone's highest run was not 526. He told me for sure 609. And he thinks that he broke 600 three to four times what, what he told me in Nashville, Tennessee in 88 or 89 when I, one of the last times I saw him. I was friends with Willie. But he, he just never counted. He didn't think if he didn't have an opponent, it didn't count. Which brings me to the next factor. When he ran 526, he started from an opening break. I mean, the guy that he's playing – uh, Willie broke and played safe. The guy ran four, then Willie took it off to 526. So he didn't start from an opening break shot with 14 balls plus a break ball. So this comes into Jason's run. They started it from the foul, which they said was the yep. inadvertent foul. So it started from that rack, which was the third rack in a couple balls in. Uh, it was a nine ball that he was shooting. Uh, so – they started from that point on is where they started his run, and that's where he ends up with 669, 714 minus 45. So that's going to be what I guess they're going to call the tur- BCA tournament um, record, tournament, tournament, standardized tournament um, rules record. Um, but he does have 714 as the record still, though. I don't make sure I get that clear. Uh, but they want to yeah. put it in the rule book as 669. But I got a copy of any email that, Nate, if you wanted me to ever give to you, I can. Of all the emails I've had correspondence back to the BCA, they certainly said 714 happened, and we can call it whatever we want to. Um, so that's where that's at. So QL files only has been the rule. Um, and it's amazing because I think with 1,400-plus videos sold, and probably you know somebody in their family had to watch it with them, and then some of their friends, maybe five, six, 7,000 people, you understand what I'm saying? One person has seen what they appear to be a ball foul and called it out. And that was a guy uh, that was in the first committee at the Western Hotel in Denver on a 70-inch LG TV. I want to make sure I put that right. 70-inch, and they were on top of this TV trying to find something wrong. They were definitely pumped up to try to discredit this run. 
Sure. But when, it, sure. when the meeting was done, Nate, they had said uh, that the um, they were the people that were voted on it, uh, and they said seven fourteen stands. This representative from the BCA said uh, that he'll send email me a certification out in twenty four to forty eight hours and mail me the certificate to give to Jason. And then Mr. Goldpost changed uh, about three more times there. And then the write-ups that I was given that the BCA was going to say, uh, that got changed about 10 times. And, and then you asked what took so long. There's your answer, Mr. Goldpost. Sure. So what? Uh, I, I guess that's a pretty good rundown of what actually happened, uh, at least from your perspective. Uh, where yeah. where from here? What what happens from here? What, what are we doing? Uh, well, Jason's going to bust the record next week. The week after next, uh, enough said. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, I think um, it's a possibility we might even put a table in Jason's homeroom so he can just do it there in Connecticut too. Um, he's going to go until he runs a thousand. He don't care about seven fourteen, six sixty nine, eight hundred. He knows he has a thousand in him. Um, I don't know, Nate. I mean. You know, you always got to see to believe, but um, when a person's telling me they're going to do something, I always take a person on their word. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, the, the shots that he was shooting, the break shots that he was shooting, they're not easy. And he was firing, he was firing in like back cut, 80 degree cuts all day long into the stack. And it was making him center to the pocket like it was nothing. I mean, what what ball can he miss? I mean, you got to have a, you, you can take into account right. fluke scratches. Sure. Great point. He had he had a skid on 407. Uh, he had a skid on 397. And he got tied up at 380, where the balls, two balls just locked up in the center in the middle of the table. There's nothing he can do. Uh, is he human? Um, I don't know. Are Eagles human? No. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, um, I think he shoots straighter than anybody in the world. Him, well, him and Filler, hands down. I mean, um, that, I don't know what more I can say. An amazing accomplishment. Um, everybody's proud of him. Um, now that we have this certification done, uh, we're going to be taken to Sports Illustrated, as they asked when everything was done. Um, all of his home uh, newspapers are all going to – they're ready for it. There's five newspapers in Glasgow, Scotland. We've held this off waiting for the BCA. And I'm trying to think myself, really, who is the BCA? Really, we should have already done this. But out of respect, that's what we wanted to do because they are the governing body in North America. Um, are they the governing biased body? body? Um, uh, I'll tell you this. Ivan's not biased. Um, I'm not sure if the other guy is biased. Maybe he was just doing his job. Um, but he sure made it difficult. And I want to let you know, we complied every time and every way that they asked anything to be done. So the bottom line is this. Jason Shaw ran 714 and 669. He has two world records on a legit table, uh, 4.9-inch corners, 5.3-inch sides, no modifications to the pocket angles or uh, the, the facings or the slate lips. The BCA has gone through everything that they could to discredit the run. So all the haters, nut huggers, whatever you want to call them. Um, sorry, guys. You can keep writing up what you want to, but it's certified. 
and uh, we went through uh, torture to get it done. I never really got Jason involved in the process because I wanted him to be out there concentrating, making these fifty and sixty thousand dollar paydays that he's that he has a chance at a match room. But I will assure you, Jason's very happy uh, with the money that he's made so far, uh, and he's looking forward to uh, going home with another Brinks truck soon. I got two more questions for you. Yep. Uh, John Schmidt is out there trying to break the record again. I don't know how serious he is, but he's, he's live streaming himself every day. If he wanted to play on your table, what would you say? Well, we come in. Now you're bringing this up, but I want to make sure. I, I'm going to say the same thing I've been saying before. John is one of the best players, straight pool players, that we've ever seen. Um, the problem with John is there's two sides to a story. Not one, there's two. And everything uh, boils down to, um, first of all, he's not qualified under our committee uh, guidelines. He doesn't have a world championship. There is the first problem. He uh, Is he qualified for the second tier? You, you're damn right he is. He's a hell of a player. So he's qualified for the second tier. And I'm going to get in to answer that question. But the next thing, positive attitude. How can I possibly let a guy or my committee let a guy in who does nothing but bad mouth the, the promoter and also um, bad mouth um, the ledge of the pocket players. We're trying to help pool and bring straight pool back. He's a straight pool player, one of the best in the world. He should endorse it instead of putting me down. But I understand that, you know, it's ego driven and he's got a gigantic ego. But what he should do is he should endorse what we're doing and it would help his cause to be able to come play. I want him to come play. I want to make sure I get that straight. I would really love to have John Smith come and play in our event. But some things will have to change first. Several times he has bad-mouthed me, and he's gone and apologized on AZ billiards and all those other things. But he went a little overboard his last time. Can I forgive him? Absolutely. He's a great player. He's one of the world's best. But, John, you're going to have to straighten up some, some your act, and you're going to have to tell the truth, too. You, you can't stretch the truth uh, and on things that happen. And if uh, – and I never told my side of the story or anything because a lot of stuff that he said, quite frankly, is bullshit. So um, straighten up, John, and uh, we'll review uh, what you have to say. And, and I'd love for you to come play on an event uh, that I'm having uh, on a second tier. And maybe something can happen late this year or something when we're done with the with the regular players. But um, it's definitely going to have to be an apology of some sort. And he's going to have to explain his actions. Um, that's where we're at there, Nate, uh, on that part. And then from there, um, uh, I want to let you know, too, even everything that he had said bad about me, I probably was one of the first players to make contact to him to congratulate him on the 626 run. Um, so it couldn't have been that bad. I couldn't. I can't really hate the guy if I'm going to congratulate him. I was never out to ruin his life or anything. You can ask Mark Griffin. It's actually printed also. Mark Griffin had made a Facebook post. That we that I had decided, me and Mark Griffin had talked about putting something together, um, and where he would support and sponsor something uh, five six years ago before John ran six twenty six. So John didn't light no fuse for the legends of pocket billiards. Make that clear, it didn't happen. But uh, but certainly uh, I think he may have lit something underneath Jason today. I don't know what got into Jason, but he seems pretty excited. Sure. So it's great to and then the last question I have for you, I'll get you out on this one. Uh, Ten years down the line, who has the straight pool record and what is it? 
Hmm. Uh, it won't be me, and it won't be Nate. Okay, oh. so let's just oh. go from there. All right, fine. I'll be honest with you. I hope it's a woman. How about that? It'd be nice uh, to see can't. a woman jump up and run seven or eight hundred balls. You know. Well, that'd be really fun, but we're not. No, 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 no. You, you know, straight pool way too well. You're way too plugged into this game. There's no way we're letting you out on that one. Who is it? Give us an answer. Um, ten years from now, Jason Shaw uh, runs nine twenty-five. That's quite a run. Yes, and uh, Josh Filler runs eight six. Darren Appleton runs eight fifty. Nate runs. Nate- Nate Nate Mendham runs runs thirty eight. Oh, that'd be a new high run for me. I that'd really I'm really looking forward, Nate, to the women coming in. The high run for the women is one fifty nine. That's eleven racks or one fifty eight. That's eleven racks and five balls beats it. Um, I won't announce the players that are coming in yet, but it's getting ready to happen soon. So we're looking forward to the women setting the world record. Uh, maybe Jason Shaw resetting his record. Um. I just wanted to make sure I talked about the um, the go- uh, what was happening in the goalpost movement and that the Legend of the Pocket Billiards and myself have complied with the BCA. Uh, so all the rumors um, about this and that and everything that can be settled, and it's all over now. Uh, there is no modifications. There is nothing strange about the table. There was nothing strange about the run. Completely no uh, editing of any videos. Um, that's basically, uh, there's nothing more I really, I can say, uh, congratulations sure. to Jason. We're all very proud of him. Um, wow. He holds two world records instead of one. Um, uh, so uh, that's where we're at. Um, there's nothing more I can say. Uh, somebody had asked me earlier, um, concerning, um, what process that John Smith went through. Um, I only think I know that there was three people that saw his video when I was told and his video was done from a distance. Um, so they really couldn't tell for sure if anything was ever, if any balls were fouled, not saying he did foul, but in all fairness to John, if he did, he would probably be under the understanding of playing on a rule 21 too. So if John fouled three or four times, it shouldn't be a foul to him either. Uh, I'm not saying he did or didn't. Um, but uh, one guy that watched the video is, is in his seventies. Another guy knew nothing about pool, and the representative from the BCA told me he knew nothing even what to look for, and it was never reviewed by any committee um, where ours went through three committees. Um, but uh, I'm sure he was playing under cue ball fouls only as he had expressed uh, that that was the way that he plays, and I got no quarrels with that whatsoever. Um, but six, 626 is one hell of a run, and he's a great player. And uh, I, I didn't know that he was um, that he was playing again. Uh, but I hope that he does well. And um, and um, I'm looking forward to the women playing and Jason Shaw coming back to reset the, his own record. And hopefully um, that happens soon. If not, uh, he's also scheduled hard scheduled in October to come play for a week also. So, um, but I think we might uh, discuss putting um, putting a table at his place too. And uh, right now we're in talks now trying to figure out how to start a world championship and get the, getting the world championship done for, for a straight pool again, legitimately through the WPA and be sanctioned to be a true world tournament, not this, um, a world championship, not a world tournament where they use the world name world and inviting all the best players around to play in it. And, uh, if that happens, certainly John would be invited. I would have no problem with that either. Um, but hopefully I've answered all the questions for the people that hate me out there. 
hate Jason. He's the one who ran 714. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's okay. I don't mind. I mean, it's okay. But there's two sides to a story. Uh, finishing up uh, concerning Mr. Schmidt, uh, is, I don't know if there's anything else you want to cover, but uh, hopefully we've covered yep, a lot. covers there. everything I got. Yep. Yeah. Um, so congratulations to Jason. Um, uh, please, everybody, don't please don't send me any more messages. Literally, I'm, I'm telling you, my phone went dead. Uh, and I have a second phone, and my messengers blowed up from that. Um, um, it is what it is. Um, we have 669 by Mr. Goalpost uh, that set that number, and then 714 by the BCA. So um, sure. there's what's at. So I'm looking forward to um, – oh, one thing I do want to touch on, Nate. Um, and let me pull up my other phone real quick so I can read this to you. This was really important. The BCA is setting guidelines. And they haven't posted on there to contact them concerning what guidelines there will be. So I want to make sure that um, – let's see if I can get to this to, to tell you what some of the guidelines that were talked about will, will happen, uh, if I can find it. Um, probably would be kind of important. Sure. And uh, uh, send them to me too. I'll post them to the Facebook page so that everybody yeah, can well, see them. They they said these are going to be some that they're that they're considering. Some of these are actually uh, hard rules right as of right now. Um, so that was kind of the the situation. They were going to put out guidelines, but they didn't want to put it into the statement. Uh, so anyway, the the table must have pockets no bigger than five inches at the corners and five and a half inches at the sides. Uh, measurements must be done uh, provided by video and the use of digital calipers. Um, no heaters underneath the table. Uh, once a high run starts, balls should not be removed or cleaned or polished or replaced except the cue ball. And a proper ball marker must be used. Using chalk or coins is unacceptable. Uh, balls that have anything on them can have the debris removed during racking, not during play. Um, so you can't just take the balls off and clean them. You can't run them through a ball polisher. You can't replace them. I know I got a lot of shit from from Earl doing that, where Earl just put a piece of chalk down and took the cue ball off the table and polished it. Well, I think you should use a ball marker. I think everybody does anyway, but Earl didn't do it. I let Earl just be Earl, okay? I couldn't stop him. I mean, I did say you something to control. make a word. It was all done. Um, uh, they have a thing where they're talking about considering um, – with the cameras, maybe two cameras, um, and uh, the cameras have to be of the highest resolution where the numbers and balls are clearly visible and identifiable. No cell phone videos, uh, uh, cameras. Um, there must be a rack outline drawn in black on the table, uh, on the cloth to make sure no break balls are in the rack area. A tap table or permanent template or standard wooden plastic or metal racks are acceptable. Uh, and a slate must remain standard and cannot be sanded or filed at the pockets or anywhere else. Those were just some of the guidelines that they had sent me that they're going through the process here uh, of making those official. And some of them, I guess, maybe they're all official. I don't know. But I will, I'll send those to you um, once they're sent to me. Uh, sure. but, those, but this what I have here already came from, from the BCA, so I guess that's what they're considering. Or, so there are some guidelines about cleaning the balls right now. So um, I know that for sure. That's a rule that is definitely in place. 
Uh, so for Jason, John, or whoever, um, you pull the balls off the table or you polish them while they're in play, um, your run's probably going to be going to be voided. Yep. Well, at least it's in place now. I mean, it's, uh, well, you know yeah, exactly that, what you're working that's with. what we're talking about. So, uh, so I think that's pretty much, those are, I think those are pretty much official, but they didn't want to do that with the press release at the same time. The press release came to me as a surprise. It got sent to me this morning. Um, and they had some errors like they, my name was on that and they spelled my name wrong. And, um, and they took something out, put something in and, um, you know, the BCA is going to do whatever they're going to do. They're, well, one of the members, they're in the goalpost business. So, um, yeah, Mr. Right. GT for short. Um, so, but anyway, um, uh, Ivan Lee is a gentleman. I'm, I'm glad that, uh, that he got involved and, um, and that it was the process was done as for the, the other BCA representative. Um, I hope that he remains, um, or that he, re the next run will be much easier. How's that sound? Because I'm going to tell you, the next run, if Jason beats the record, it'll be approved the next day. If Jason beats somebody else's record, it'll probably be another 120 days. That's what the bottom line happened to. The goalpost, yeah. Mr. Goalpost. Uh, yeah. But we're looking forward, Nate, we're looking forward to our event starting. Um, we should be starting here in about two weeks. Um, let me move the camera here. I don't know if you can see this or not. Here's yeah. our table. Uh, all we got to do here is just uh, we got the table set up. Uh, it's in blue. We're changing it to green. Um, and the pockets will be, um, you know, under, be about the same, just a little under what they were with, with uh, when Jason um, ran his high run. Uh, I think they're going to be about four, seven, eights and five and a quarter somewhere in there. I don't know. The only thing that they're doing to the table is taking the thin facings off and like they did on the other table and just putting thinner facings on. That's it. Uh, so the table's already set up. We're just going to change it to green. So there's nobody that's uh, mitering rails and the shelf depth and all this other BS bullshit that people are trying to discredit Jason. It's very disrespectful. But in either case, um, I understand no matter, you, you know, it's sort of the same, Nate. Um, I said when I had my event, I can make it solid silver. And people will complain it's not solid gold. I make it solid gold and will complain it's not solid platinum. So right. there's people out there, no matter what, uh, are going to discredit me. But right now, this is Jason Shaw's day. Um, yeah. It's certified with the BCA. He has two records, two, instead of one. Uh, I'm very proud of him. I'm looking forward to him and all the other players uh, participating. And we're going to be doing this for years to come. Uh, not 10 years from now, I don't think so. But um, but it'd be good. And we've had a head of break. I got to ask this order, what's taking so long? Um, we just remodeled our uh, whole entire town. We got all brand new diamonds in the place, uh, except for uh, one predator table, one gold crown. Uh, got all brand new uh, Littman lights in the place. Repainted the place. We built an addition. Um, uh, we built an area for um, commentary. So we're trying to do everything we can to um, to make this bigger and better, and it'll get better. We've we just got started. We didn't do things like, like, you know, the scoring and things like that for people, but it's gotten better. So I hope everybody tunes in. Go to the Ledge of the Pocket Billiards. We're certainly uh, on Facebook. We'd love to have everybody. Keep your comments clean. You can stay on as long as you want to. Uh, support the sponsors. They they don't pay for anything, but we but certainly uh, we uh, want to have them involved. And um, they donate some products and stuff like that. So. Nate, I think that's probably uh, pretty much most of everything. And um, 
Uh, unless you have any other questions, I think we're good to go. And um, look forward to having a podcast here when Jason uh, gets back from England. Yep, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm happy to have you on tonight. I'm glad that we got to hear this, this side of the story. And uh, I guess we've been waiting to have you on this podcast for quite a while. So we finally got you on. Unfortunately, it's not under the best of circumstances. But uh, oh, no, I appreciate actually, you coming I on. Fantastic, fantastic circumstances, to be honest with you. Uh, two yeah. records are better than one. Uh, it's just a shame that uh, that Jason got discredited for something. But you know what? It's all pretty good. Uh, we're really good with everything. And um, Jason, like Jason just told me, um, it, it doesn't matter because he's going to beat it anyway. And um, it's possible. I think it can happen. But I don't think you got to be lucky. you got to avoid being unlucky. And that's what, where it's going to be at. So uh, sure. we can see that hopefully everybody can um, be more positive about things uh, and, and go from there. I'm sorry that I couldn't answer any of your, um, the people that have questions in the chat. I'm not able to actually see them on my phone. Um, if I'd have done it on my webcam, probably I would have been able to. But maybe next time we'll be able to answer the questions and uh, and get them together. Um, and I appreciate everybody uh, being respectful and stay tuned. We're really going to take this to the next level. The record is only the beginning. We're looking forward to hosting the world championships. Hopefully in the next couple of years, it's going to take a little time. Hopefully uh, we'll get a women's world record. Uh, and uh, we just had our first big straight pool event this last week. Um we had uh, we only had 13 players with 1750 dollars added 2400 dollars first place so at least we had one tournament starting but hopefully we'll have something in the 50 to 60 thousand dollar first place range here soon um, it's going to take a little time but um it's going to happen so we're really happy we're happy where everything's going at the legs of the pocket billiard so um for anybody that's on your podcast go over there like our page you'll get the, the notifications from us um our, our stuff will always be free. You'll never pay for something. Um, we don't have GoFundMe pages. Uh, we don't have uh, any tricks or games. Uh, we don't sell anything uh, in that direction except memorabilia. Sure. Because we want to share it to the world. Yeah. Nate, good luck with your tournament. Uh, I hope you play better because that was a bad eight ball you missed. Yeah, well, it was a bad eight ball, wasn't it? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Bobby, thank you again for... Uh, joining us and uh thanks everybody else for tuning in and commenting and all that good stuff yeah see everybody soon stay tuned on our page thank you yeah all right bye everyone bye bye